Schaefer Podcast Spectacular What's fun is to, to really just play it from the perspective of the character. So, if, for instance, you I, I want you to know that you probably have not looked up a bunch of monster stats in the Dungeon Master's Guide. And that's good. Not it's lately. better if you don't look at all of the literature. So Because you don't know. Your Did character... you already drink your gin martini? Well, yeah. I mean, Do you want a vodka like martini a little, to follow like that up? Thumb. Do you want to follow it up with a vodka martini? Sure, but um, okay. I'll have a beer. I'll have that beer. Night has fallen upon Austin, Texas. The holiday season is upon us like a wet blanket. No, more like a figgy pudding. No, more like a mysterious casserole made from jello and some shaved carrots on top. I went to three, count them three, holiday parties yesterday and I'm reeling from the festivities from I've got so much cheer I don't know what to do with myself so I think I'll podcast I'm here in the ivy covered casa with my co-host now if anybody asks I'm the bodhisattva of fun but who is he he's kind of like the Pied Piper of podcasting, if you ask me. Uh, he's got a name that could be conflated with all kinds of dormitories in certain areas, and I, I'll just, I'll just go ahead and introduce him. It's Schaefer Hall. I met my friend Matthew on the porch last night. I was so glad to see him. We both smiled. And we talked about the good times and recorded all our fears. Still casting after all these years. Still casting after all these years. Well, I'm the kind of guy who likes to socialize. While Matthew and I try to find community, comedy, and comfort in this modern world. I got the whole wrong. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah. Podcasting after all these years. Yeah. I just messed it up there. You, uh, boy, it's going so well. You really saved it for me. You really, you, I you really turned it around <laughs> for still crazy after all these years. I try, I like to jam a lot of syllables into one line, but I, I jammed too many syllables into I, that line. I jammed too many syllables into one line. Not a euphemism, folks. Okay, well, you know what I, you know what I neglected to do is tell everybody what episode we're on. Welcome to episode one hundred and eighty-four of Four. One Magical Hour. Woo! Hey, Matthew and Schaefer. Believe it. The Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I know I can't believe it. No, I can. How about, we're really on the doorstep of 200. I can't believe I promised like a special parody and then I muffed it. That's <laughs> I mean, I I did I'm glad I you prepared it, but I should have practiced a little you more. You could re-record it. I was originally intending to play it I on know. the guitar. Yeah. And that song has 8,000 chords. Is that right? I don't know. You don't know how to play it. I don't it. know how anybody plays that song. Okay. <laughs> you know, Amy said to me today, I have um Champagne Dreams, the Schaefer Hall version stuck in my head. Ah, yes. So she's a big fan of nice. your homespun pop song. Oh, that makes me so happy. I'm a big yeah. fan of Amy's, too. Yeah, and uh, I played her the... Of course, she's never listened to the podcast still. I've, <laughs> that's, that's I, I've, I played her the outro of the, the last cast. Um, what did you sing? I did uh, Be My Baby, the Oh, uh, yes. Yes, that's a, such a great song. Uh, Love that. I performed that song at the wedding of the Poet Laureate of the United States of America. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Is that... Uh, to Lucas Marquardt. Ada Lamone. Yeah. yeah that, that bride and groom, both of whom have been on the sh- have been on the show. They've both been on the show? Are they the only married couple that's been on the show? Well, maybe Kat and Jeff. Oh, yeah. You know, I drive through Ranger. No, not Ranger. I drive through Kilgore sometimes. Kilgore, yeah. Think of them. And I always wonder how they're doing. If you had the time for a phone call, I bet that they would enjoy it. But uh, who has time when they're driving through Kilgore? Uh, You think I should just call them and be like, hey, I'm driving through. Hey, I'm at your house. Matthew, can I just say I'm really excited about tonight's episode? Because I feel like, you know, we've been been hard-pressed to record these episodes in the last couple of months. (laughs) <laughs> and we've been, you know, what do you mean hard pressed to record these episodes the last couple of months? What about the last three years? <laughs> kinda, well, but particularly, you know, we've been shoehorning them in here and there. Uh-huh. And like, I might go driving later. I haven't decided yet, but I don't have to do anything after this. I don't have to go back to the bar for some party. I don't have to, I don't have to go driving if I don't want to. So I'm really just excited about letting this podcast breathe and you know, letting you, letting you. <laughs> Be hungover. <laughs> I can talk a lot. We can. Uh, yeah, I, I had too much cheer. I tell me to, about I, this. I, yeah, I, I had too much holiday rain cheer. Some of this cheer on me. Go ahead. <laughs> rain some of this cheer on me. Yeah. He says. I was going to uh, say I got no cheer, but I did get cheer. I just I I got collateral cheer. You, know, there was, was stuff going on at the bar yesterday. Yeah, was like hosting Merlin Comedy School's party. Oh, okay. You know things like that. Okay, that's cool. Sky yeah. Candies. Sky uh, Candy Christmas, did their party there Christmas, too. Christmas event, yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't know. We had the Blue Sky holiday party. Yeah. We did that at the Saddle Up, which is the uh, house that's in front of Micklethwaite Barbecue. Oh yeah, yeah. So Tom, you know Tom Micklethwaite, proprietor of Micklethwaite Barbecue, best barbecue on Eleventh yeah, Street. Definitely is. You you could go waste your time standing in line for Mr. Franklin. That's fine. That's a scene, but. That's what you're there for is that scene. Listen, Franklin Barbecue is great, but Micklethwaite is right there with him. And I got to say, every bit is good and you Tom, can do it just as fast. Tom's sides you can get much faster. are killer. Yes. His sides are killer. His coleslaw, unbelievable. His potato salad, unbelievable. They didn't have it at the party. I was a little upset. At the party, all they had were all they had. Listen, there was a, there was a lot of great food, but there was, we had uh, grits 
like jalapeno cheese grits Ooh. and then greens, which I love, like, like collard greens or something. And then Me too. Uh, beans. Me too. I'm not really into beans. I love have, we ever part. have we ever talked about this that I don't care for beans? Well, it depends. It depends on how they're prepared, you know? Have we talked about this on the podcast? No, I don't. I don't okay. know if we have or not. I mean, you know, beans are like pasta. You know, they they can be. Yeah, I know. I they know. can be baseline, or they can be amazing. I, you know, I I'm not into the mouthfeel of beans, if mm-hmm. I may. It's something about again, something that can be changed. Something about the legume. I like the I like lentils. I like small beans. Uh-huh. And uh, you how know, about I black like, eyed peas? Um, I'm not a huge fan of black eyed peas. I gotta say, beans are one of my least favorite things. <laughs> I love the very earthy taste of black eyed. I like and, and okay. beans in general. I like that earthy taste. Amy always does Hop and John soup on New Year's Day, which that has. Tell me more about that. that. You don't know Hop and John soup? No. It's got like greens and black eyed peas. She's from Mississippi and, so and ham. Or, or you use like a smoked turkey leg. Yeah, that's And make great. that bad boy, and then you serve it with. Uh, cornbread i could definitely get behind that i think but just like uh okay but here's some here's some bean preparations that i'm not really down with baked beans like well, sweet baked beans once again depending on how they're prepared okay okay you're open to it uh, but i i know i what is that something that what is this breakfast in london those sweet baked beans are things that i've, <laughs> I've come around to later in life when i was a kid i definitely didn't like them. right but I've started to understand them a little better uh, later in life. Okay. Uh, and I think okay. I've just had better versions of them. Is that like me with country music? Yeah, sure. Sweet, be- sweet baby. Yeah. Now, it's interesting that you mentioned this. And I, first of all, I agree with you 100%. Micklethwaite's sides, sides are amazing. Are banging, on point. And, but I've noticed that this discussion of sides has, in, has kind of snuck its way into the barbecue conversation lately. I feel like people are talking about it more in, you know, wherever it is, the uh, the newspaper or the magazine or the podcast where they're talking about food. And they used to, you know, you used to be, you talk about the barbecue and this is the best barbecue and the sides were just there, you know, they were, they were part of, they weren't part of raiding the place. And, uh, but I love sides and I love, I love preparing sides. I, I make a, a, uh, blue cheese coleslaw sometimes that oh. I think is particularly banging. Okay, I love a good yeah. I love I'm a good. Uh, I like the vinegary, uh, spicy kind of coleslaw. Mm-hmm. You know, the uh, it's funny. I must have talked about this before. I've often wondered how much coleslaw is thrown away in New York City every year. Oh, it's <laughs> God that. That makes me really upset. It's New like, York, well, but it's, it's all like those IKEA Allen wrenches. It's that terrible. Just, so many of them. Yeah. Away. Or you're talking about a diners. Yeah, in diner, every diner in New York City. You get a no matter what you order, you get slaw. this little cup of coleslaw. Nobody in the world eats it. Mm. It comes out of a can. It's terrible. Mm. And I just wonder, like, where it's when you start to think about this, it gets it's it's pretty gross. <laughs> you know, when you think about this big mountain of not very good in the first place coleslaw that's. <laughs> None of it's been consumed or processed. It's just a big, big pile somewhere. I bet even the bacteria and the uh, and the uh, like animals a, aren't even eating it. It's like the multiverse. Where does all that slaw go? Um. So yeah. So anyway, that was that. That was where my cheer started. God, boy, we really got 
off on side. Oh, we should. Oh, Mikkelvik. Yes. Yeah. Blue Sky Party. Blue Sky Party. What's the next party? Uh, and then I went to Tyler Nander's house just for like a you know a a, a friend's party. Um, a friend's not a friendsgiving. Loved ones. Some of yeah. them. Friends of the show. Friends of the show. Yes. And then I went to uh, KUTX program director Matt Riley's house. How exciting. For the KUTX holiday party. Yeah. Is there um, karaoke involved in that? There is karaoke. And I did some, of course. And But I think that I had had a too much cheer oh, you missed prior your to that. I, I don't know. It I, happens sometimes. I was struggling a little bit. It was, this was late, too. This was after midnight. I think I was karaoke in Hyde Park at somebody's house. So anyway, thanks to all the hosts of all those parties. And um, I'm ready for the holidays to be over now. I'm ready for it to just come to a close, even though we're still a week away from Christmas Eve. Uh, we have Dr. Hall's birthday coming up, so we'll be excited about that. Um, I'm ready for... We got a ton of stuff to talk about here on the podcast. I'm ready for cedar season to be over, Matthew. It's, Is, are you can having, you hear it? It's having creeping allergies? Into my, oh, yeah. creeping into my throat right now. Uh, I think all of our December episodes are just garbage for this <laughs> December and, and all January. Beca- all because of cedar. We need to get on that OMH index and figure out all the episodes that were recorded during cedar <laughs> season and just scrub those from the Scrubbing. internet. Yeah. No. Um, gosh, I've, our, our show sheet is. Oh wait, what happened to the robot? Our show sheet is just overflowing, like that horn of plenty image. You know what I mean? That it is. Cornucopia. Uh, it is a cornucopia today. Um, let's start with whatever you want to start with. <laughs> You can I just read something that you wrote on here? <laughs> what does it mean? What would it mean to you, Matthew, if I told you that I was, say, giving Christmas? Giving Christmas. Yeah. Or if I was describing something to you, and I, I, I said, "Oh, Matthew, see that girl over there? Oh, she's kind of giving Christmas, isn't she?" I've never heard this turn of phrase, Shiffy. Okay. This is something is this that something the, uh, you've heard? Something the kids these days on the TikToks. Oh. The, uh, and, and of course, the the people our age, but on the West Coast. So they're a little bit ahead of us, you know, kind of hip wise. Okay. Slang wise. Is this, what's this segment? Is Shafee's hipping us? <laughs> Shafee keeping us hip? Uh, okay. Well, this is what I'm trying to do here. Okay. This is Shafee trying to create new slang. Oh, create new slang. Or maybe slightly vary slang. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to tell you all about it. You can tell me what Let's you call think. it new slang. Neo slang. So, somebody says that what, they, what they're saying, oh, you know, or oh, she's, uh, she's given, uh, I don't know, World War II or something, given, given flapper. You'd say somebody's given She's flapper. giving flapper. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And what is that's an a or a truncated? The full phrase would be, "Oh, she's giving off flapper vibes." I see. So, okay. Okay. People would have said, "Oh, she's she's giving." I'm getting flapper vibes from me. It's 
it's been abbreviated to where people just say, given, oh, you know, your, uh, your house this year, it's given Christmas pretty nice. Okay. Boy, we're really, <laughs> the brevity is getting serious around here to where you almost can't tell what people are saying. Well, that's what, oh, so much of slang is, is abbreviating things, isn't it? So <laughs> I wanted to try, let's, let, let's recognize this. Okay. People are going to be saying this. And uh, I wanted to try to vary it because another way of saying that is she's putting off Christmas vibes. Okay, right. So I, I hear you and me. Let's get ahead of this thing. And when we're saying it, non. Let's say she's putting Christmas. <laughs> she's putting Christmas. Putting Christmas. Oh man, I don't know. I don't think I'm. I don't think she's I'm that. She's putting in. flapper. She's putting flapper. Oh, yes. gee. <laughs> <laughs> He's putting jock. <laughs> Suddenly, I feel like we're not we're not authorized to create this line. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. Yes, you know we are not, and that is why. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think anybody needs us to be creating this line. <laughs> we, we're we're she's not. She's giving Christmas. We're not putting cool. <laughs> no, no, we're not. Oh boy. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for letting me go. Let's just go with some old slang, okay? Let's talk about some old slang for a second. Yeah? Um, is is this old slang? Hoi polloi? Hoi polloi. Have we talked about hoi polloi on this podcast before? I wonder if we I haven't. bet we have. Let's uh, well, look it up. Well, look, I can, okay, I can well, look on the show sheet. Let me tell you. I can divide it for you. It's the, you know, the hoi is the unwashed masses, the... Uh, it's only a, it's only written on the show sheet once. The mainstream society, and it's and it's today, or...? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so we know what it means, right? Okay, so hoi polloi, polloi means... The unwashed masses. The rabble, the unwashed, the unwashed masses. Are, are we members of the hoi polloi? Yeah, I think we are. Yes. By, by, yes. By just about any... Are we proud? Uh, proudly members of no, I, no. I think you and I both rage against it. I think actually. we're both trying to escape, aren't we? Yeah, but whether we're whether we're successful or not, uh, maybe. Uh, nah, I think I'm. Failing. That's that depends on the eye of the beholder. I think, but uh, the eye of the beer holder. We're 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 solidly in the hoi polloi. Now, now I'd like to think of myself as the top of the hoi polloi. I don't yeah. know where that term came from. And if now I look it up and I read it and it seems familiar, then that might indicate that we have had this conversation. Well, I've definitely never spelled it correctly before. How are you spelling on, it? It's a good question. Okay. I'm spelling it H-O-I-P-L-L-O-I. -L -L Any spaces in there? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's okay. a space between hoi and poloi. Two, two words. H-O-I space P-O-L-L-O-I. Yes. That's the correct spelling. Okay, good. Well done. Good. In Greek, hoi polloi means simply the many. The many. Hoi polloi is the many. The people. The yeah. pro proletariat. Polloi, politic. Polo politic, right, okay. Uh -huh. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe those are... Yeah. It comes originally from the famous funeral oration by Pericles, where it was actually used in a positive way. Oh, Pericles is one of my favorite MCs. Pericles. Got it going on. Yeah. 
Pericles giving MC. Was, was putting that, MC. Was that his own funeral? <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know. Was he orating his own funeral? I was trying to use my new slang. Uh-oh. Are you using your new slang? That's like like from the Mean Girls movie where that Pericles. girl that girl keeps saying so fetch, and the other girl's like, "You're not that you're not gonna make that happen." <laughs> Pericles put in order. Excuse me, did you say <laughs> did you say Pericles pudding? Put in order. <laughs> he was an orator of pudding. He's putting off oratory vibes. Oh. Is this the most confusing OMH we've ever done? <laughs> I think uh, you know we were we were kind of due for a slappy, a slapdash one, and I think probably let's let the hoi polloi decide whether this is slapdash or not. I had some we? I had some late afternoon coffee too because I was driving, oh. so that uh, that might be contributing. I see, I see. Well, to uh, our, too our, much sla- our slap happiness. Too much coffee for you. Too much cheer for me. I'm putting slapstick. Well, like I gotta, I gotta address this one that's written on the the show sheet here. Yes, sir. Um, and I hope we gave Hoy Polloi its its, ah, its due there. Okay. If um, we can get Pericles into a podcast, that's, that's we're doing okay. Um, this says podcast Quaker God is in love with you. <laughs> okay. I forgot about this. I'm glad I put it on the show sheet. Yeah, that's why we have the show sheet. There is, on MLK, right over here on the east side, mm-hmm. there's a Quaker meeting house. Okay. I am down with Quakers. I like Quakers, too. They're they're a cool bunch. They're all about peace. They understand that. And brotherly love. God is, it's between you and God. Yeah. You know. So, I was thinking... I might like to go to a Quaker meeting. Mm. And then I was thinking, boy, that would be great content for the podcast <laughs> after I did that. So put that on the list. I'll go. I'll try to do that. That'll be my New Year's resolution. Is this God moving in mysterious ways? <laughs> because that be funny you're, if I like, you're like your went, motiv- to, went to Quaker seminary and became a Quaker. Uh, your motivation to do so. <laughs> Like, oh, I needed content for my podcast, <laughs> which seems pretty pedestrian, pretty hoi polloi. And then, then you just get all of a sudden, like, Shaver's walking around in a big black hat with a buckle on the head. You're totally about, drawn in. Talking about milling his own oats. <laughs> I feel like you're mixing up Quakers and Pilgrims. I riding, a, riding, a, riding a horse around and stuff. But Quakers, they, they sit and they meditate, right? It's like service is quiet, I think. I think so, never, yeah. I don't know. I've, I don't never, I've never been to a Quaker church. I'm not sure exactly. Yeah. I've just heard about it. And then the actual quaking comes when they feel the spirit, right? Oh, interesting. You didn't know that? I, it's starting to sound familiar now, yeah. You know, you're, you're there. You're with your homies, fellow Quakers. And, and you know, the good book says when... More than one gather in my name, you know, we're gonna, I'm gonna be there, and so got the Holy Spirit there. And then there's, I, I don't know what the quaking looks like. I got like, I, I mean, I can feel how I would quake in the presence of the Holy Spirit. It's a little like Elvis, they'll be like, Is that a boy? It's the new guy, uh, new guy's doing, I'm not sure if the new guy's full of the Holy Spirit or if he's having a heart attack. Maybe keep 911 on speed dial, might have had too much coffee. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Too much cheer for this one. <laughs> so that's that. Uh, and I was, as I was driving there, there is another little, you know, there's lots of little kind of funky random churches around. There was one, one of those uh, just kind of really looked like more of, more of like an old gas station turned into a church maybe, but it had the marquee out front where they sometimes put like Jesus is the light and the word or something. Uh-huh. But it said, God is in love with you. <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I have seen that now that you said And I was like, all right, okay. I guess that's good too. God is love. God loves us. God is in love with you. That's a level of intimacy I don't normally associate with God. But I don't hate it. You know, there's the three. I'm not ty- kicking God out of there. There's it, the three types of love <laughs> in the Bible. There's, or I don't know if it's just, agape. I, I don't know if it's just in the Bible or just in antiquity or whatever. There's yeah, yeah, agape. That's that's God's love. God's love. And there's phileo, which is brotherly, brotherly love. love. And there's eros, which is romantic oh, love. Yeah. And we do seem to. Only use in love with you when we're talking about eros. So bear with me. That sign on MLK is giving agape and eros. <laughs> Agaperos, really. <laughs> is there such a thing? Are they putting agaperos, would you say? <laughs> I, I I wish someone, this is just like with Trump. I wish, I wish you had never gotten the power, sir, to make new slang. Now, now you're just you're just slinging it everywhere. They call it slang because it's already been slung. I guess I don't um, slinging that slang, slang. You know, it's funny that you bring up organized religion because I have been listening to this podcast. Not this podcast. I don't listen to this podcast. I have been yes, listening to this podcast called The Emerald, and it is um, it's hard to describe. It's about myth and it's about spirit and it's about animism and it's about, it's about all things uh, mystic really. And uh, it's one guy, um, his name is Joshua. Uh, I don't want, I don't want to uh, butcher his name. I was just listening to it on the way over here, but uh, the episode that I was listening to was about how animism is normative thought. For the 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 thrust of this episode I was listening to is he's talking about how uh 99.9% of your ancestry they were animists. 99% of human history is Again, animism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only in the most recent of times have we drawn this line between that which has spirit and that which is dead of spirit. And all of Western European thought is of, you know, scrubbing the world of spirit. Like there is no spirit in that stream. There's no spirit in this breeze. There's no spirit in this death. There's no communing with dead people in our if you're looking at it in the history Cosmology. of Homo sapiens, too, it's even less than one. It's like point zero 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 yeah, zero. Yeah, we've, we've, we've come up with this new way of looking at the world, 
and we're we've said to ourselves and postmodern society we've said the past is dead and we were wrong for a hundred thousand years and now this is what we this is how we do it which is empirical science based perception based data based thought that has nothing to do with a connection to the spirit in the sky, the spirit in the land, the spirit in the mountain, the spirit in the water, the fairies, the elves, the and but it talks about how even in even in these postmodern times there are we imbue everything with animal spirit. The he was rattling off uh bands from the aughts that are Band of horses, wolf mother, you know, there's like mm-hmm. deer tick, all these, we still use all of these animal spirits and to it talk about to me that the artists are the ones who are maybe a little, or at least try to stay more in key with that sort of. But what? The artists? The artists. Oh, the artists. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, did you read Nicholas's most recent email to us i did i don't remember well that i mean that's what he was saying is we were asking about how to hold on to that ethereal truth and he was like oh yeah yeah uh, uh, nicholas points out that that's why we make art so that we can remember the the ethereal truth uh i you know my history with podcasts is weird you you are much bigger podcast listener you forced the creation of this podcast you listen to more podcasts than i do I'm a power user. And um, I still am just like a dabbler and I still only will have like maybe one or two other podcasts that at any given time I'm, I'm listening to. But Matt Shook had sent me an episode of the, the Emerald a few months back. The Emerald sounds very I, interesting. I had listened to it and, um, you know, the Emerald started maybe about a year before One Magical Hour. But this guy's got his Patreon page going and he's he's doing it like full time. You know, and it it is more like a, you know, we're just clowning around here. It is more like a, a, a academic lecture, you know, and it, and then he imbues it with all this, um, really great soundscape music stuff. But that sounds it's, wonderful. It's it's all things that I'm interested in. Um, but it it's also it's pretty serious, you know. Like it depends on what mood you're in, mm-hmm. you know. Maybe you want to. I've also been listening to a lot of Kill Tony, which is just like. <laughs> slap happy fun yeah yeah and like a reality show the greatest kind of reality show where you yeah. you truly don't know what's going to happen next and that's so different from something that's like you know academic and prepared and, and but i I'm, i've been enjoying the emerald i will check the emerald but, I, but the emerald is also making me think that um we need a patreon page and we we are i think we're finally at that point where 200 we, we could be reaching out and saying hey does anybody want to help this keep going yeah just pay for the pay for the captivate fm subscription and stuff there are a few costs associated with this you know or or it doesn't have to just be the captivate it could be just like you know if we need a new pair of socks or something <laughs> we could or you know if maybe finally make that get that website running again <laughs> Remember when we were fooling ourselves right at the beginning where we thought we were, this was going to be our, our job someday? No, I said, it, I said it after we did it 200 times, 
that's when I'd look into like. Well, no, you said one hundred times. Getting a Google ad, or you said one hundred times. Oh, I did. But then we got to one hundred, and we were like, "Oh boy, this I is modified still, it to two hundred. This is still uh, for some reason. I felt we're like still clowning around here. I felt like the two hundred was always in my head. Um, okay, well, it's coming up. Yeah, twenty twenty four. Yeah, that's when I, I'm going to consult with Dickie about you know maybe getting some targeted Google ads, getting the word out there just a little bit more, seeing what happens. At the festivities that I was at yesterday, uh, the the multitude of Christmas parties, Matthew and the multiverse of Christmas parties, um, I mentioned it aloud. And somebody that we know was like, oh, I didn't know that you had a podcast. And, um, and I said, well, that's because I try not to talk about my podcast in polite company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, cool. So maybe, uh, maybe welcome new listener, Doug, Doug, Doug and Gardner, uh, friends with Ike. Of course, oh, yeah. Gardner has been, uh, advising pink dirt on marketing efforts and Doug is, uh, his wildly successful archeologist partner. Doug has just made these discoveries in Northern Italy that are going to, um, fill out the rest of his career he's done this they found this etruscan site and now they've dug some more layers and there was like an empty parking lot across the street and they were like maybe we should radar ground radar that and he's like we definitely need to ground radar that and now they've he's found a temple oh wow and um so not only is he getting to travel to northern italy to do this archaeological work it is also just like for an archaeologist a, a dream and and it, and no doubt. there's so much documentation that's going to be needed going forward he's you know set up he was already a professor at uh st louis university that makes two people that we know who have discovered temples archaeologists who have discovered temples who's the other dr hall oh is that right yeah <laughs> okay well um I didn't. I didn't know much about your dad's. I can't believe career. I've never talked about it on the because they ended up talking about it on on a the Omnibus podcast. Ken Jennings and John Roderick were talking. About. Did I not? They talked about your dad. Yeah, because I reached out to him. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, yeah. I can't believe I didn't talk about that on here. Well, they're 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 hoping to get rid of at least one stalker by just doing an episode on <laughs> on your topic. <laughs> Maybe so. Placate one stalker. Uh, well, it sounds like we need to get Doug on here. Well, I just recommended a podcast to Doug yesterday, yeah. so let's see if he listens and likes. <laughs> um, I think I think that the two hundred mark will be a good one for us to start trying to expand because I think. This cast is still getting better. And listening back to the last couple episodes, I notice now, except when I'm getting very philosophical or when I start to really work with a strange idea that's in my head, I say, I say, um, a lot less. I say, uh, I say, I don't know, a lot less. Or you say, you say, you know, you know. A little less. I might still say that quite a bit, actually. But no, no, it's definitely less. But a lot of those verbal tics, which certainly plague me 
in everyday conversation, uh, and often this podcast too, uh, are, are, are less pronounced at least. So yeah. But let me ask you this. I mean, it's time to take things to is, the next level. Is the, um, is the absence of verbal tics, does that make a good podcast make? It helps, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Those verbal tics, when, they, when they're too prevalent, they can be distracting. People just start waiting for the next time. How many times but is I mean, he going to say um? That's the not the seconds. only, like, we still have to be mining the multiverse for content That all too, the of time. course, yeah. You know? Yeah, right. We should be doing that anyway, and I think... Uh, we're, we're doing a good job of that. Uh, you've got a... Um, what, what does the robot have to say about all this? Um, Says we're about to change segments. You've got a, um, a link here. Yeah. Did you, is there something you want to talk about? Oh, I, I don't want to talk about that yet. Well, well, don't, uh, well, don't put the link on the show. <laughs> Come on. What are we doing? But, I, I, I'm sorry. I thought that that you was mean another. You yet, yet today? Could or, you vamp yet, a little bit for me? Or yet with this on this episode? Could you? Yeah, I can vamp a little uh, bit for you. I have no, a, we, can, we can bring that up. You know, I'll... Uh, while, while you're preparing for that, I prepared a vamp. So here I go. Shafee, I hate fashion. <laughs> I mean, I just hate this idea that we have to, everybody has to like pivot and wear a different style every season or mm-hmm. this this whole idea that we all decide that something is in fashion or not in fashion, you know, it's like, it just wears me out, man, because I'm the kind of guy who can keep a shirt for 20 years. Because I, I take care of it and I, mm-hmm. I, I hang, I wash it and I hang it up, and but then it it goes out of fashion. I like I have clothes that were in fashion. The fashion changed. I wouldn't wear them anymore, and they I came. They've come back around to the fashion, and that whole that whole the pendulum swinging with fashion. It's just it's exhausting. Let's talk about jeans for just a second. And I know we've talked about jeans on this program before, but. Je- jeans go they get they get skinny jeans you go through this period where the skinny jeans are good oh and then it's baggy jeans and are then we it, allowed to and, talk about and then it's without, skinny jeans and then it's baggy jeans you know and sure. um i here's the thing about that is fashion changes but my body doesn't change uh-huh you know baggy jeans times are are my heyday man like my stumpy Legs. I played a lot of European style football. I've got like tree stumps here. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't rock skinny jeans. And we go through these periods of skinny jeans, and I, I'll, I'll get, I'll start buying jeans that are a little tighter and fit. They're still not actually skinny jeans. Matthew, not every guy looks good in skinny jeans. And if you don't feel comfortable wearing something, you shouldn't wear it. And you know whether something's in style or not in style, if it's not comfortable on you, it won't be fashionable. Yeah, I, I the fashion just wears me out. I, I like to th- I like things that transcend fashion. If you find if you find clothes that you like, look at it. Say, does this appeal to my? And does this feel good on me? Yep. And wear that. That'll be way fashion more fashionable than chasing the latest trend. Okay, that's what I try to do. You know, uh, by wearing I, uh, flannel and shaving my head. And I think you know, there's. 
There are times, though, when wearing flannel and shaving your head, I'm at the height of fashion. And then it goes away and everybody's wearing solid colors and and wearing their hair long. And then I'm just, you know, I go through a period of looking like a twat. I, uh... I like a good, I like a good solid color, but I like a good uh, multicolor action too. Uh, we, of course, the multi flannel of madness. <laughs> um, I think that, especially now that you are a half a century old, uh-huh. you can really don't say that aloud. You can really start to people are listening. Lean into your. Personal style based on what you're comfortable. Oh, with. Well, I mean, I think I did that. I think I made that decision like 30 years ago. Unfortunately, I think that might there might be a certain amount of white male privilege involved there. You know, um, shoot. But okay. that's but that's the way. It is. Don't oh, don't God. don't get hung up on it. But privilege just, got me again. But we just recognize recognize the fact that you're very lucky that you can wear pretty much. Anything you want to and still be received in polite society. Not everybody can do that. We're very fortunate. Okay. Um, yeah. That's and don't, don't wear skinny jeans. You're absolutely right. They wouldn't look good on you. <laughs> we're, we're in a baggy period right now. Thank you, Billie Eilish. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, uh, I noticed uh, that Dick Hall, little brother Dick Hall, was wearing some skinny jeans the other day, though. And they... They look very good on him. He's very long and yeah. and tapered, right? Uh, and that they they look excellent on him. Yeah. Wait, Dickie's tapered or the jeans were tapered? <laughs> Both. Okay. Actually. Okay. The the jeans tapered along with <laughs> along with his body, and uh, and that was nice. So I found the story. I bet the, I bet the listeners are hoping this tapers off. Could the ro- <laughs> could the robot uh, play us into a news yeah, cruise for sure? Oh, is this a news cruise? News cruise. Wait, 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 wait. That's a different tempo. Oh, yeah. Everybody likes the news. And I think that you will see. It's been a long time since we had a news cruise. Why I absolutely love this story. Okay. <clears throat> Go for it. Uh, the thing about this story is uh, it, it involves a Uber driver. Not a Lyft driver like me, but an Uber driver similar. Okay. Uh, so, uh, you know, the gig, automobile gig economy. Right. Uh, the thing you got to remember when I'm reading you this story, though, is that the Uber driver is female and the passenger is also female. Okay. And I'll do so, my best with the pronouns so you know which so one I'm talking you're, about. You're a Lyft and male and the, the story's about Uber and female. Okay. I got Dateline. It. This is Dateline December 10, December 11, late Late one night, last last week, <clears throat> a California woman was arrested after police said she stole her Austin Uber driver's car because she claimed the driver was driving too slow. <laughs> oh, I, I saw this on the news. Yes. According to the arrest uh, affidavit, sorry. December 10th, 12, 28 a.m., Uber driver picked up 27-year-old Nayusha Afkami from a hotel to take her to the Austin Bergstrom International Airport. On the way, the Uber driver has said a Kami appeared upset due to how long it was going to take to get to the airport. And at 12.28 a.m., it's not going to take very long to get to the airport. This, this person obviously should have called their Uber driver sooner. 12.28 a.m., is that noon? Or is that 
in the middle of the night. No, that's the middle of the night. Like how how could it get? How could you get there any faster? I don't know. While driving, the Uber driver had her phone in her hand. So driver has her phone in her hand. Afkami took the phone and threw it out the window. So this the customer took the driver's phone out of the driver's hand and threw the phone out the window. It's brilliant. This prompted the driver to stop the car and exit to get her phone. Reasonable. As the driver was out of the car, Afkami got into the driver's seat and drove off, leaving the Uber driver stranded alongside the ramp on East Cesar Chavez going to Airport Boulevard. I know exactly where this is. I've, you know, I've made this drive a thousand times just in the last week. Officers working at the airport got the information and found the Uber driver's car abandoned in front of the Southwest Terminal. Before Afkami could board the plane, she was found by police. Questioned, Afkami said she and the Uber driver were arguing over how long the drive was going to take. <clears throat> she told the Uber driver, I need to get to the airport, so I'm going to take your car and drop it off at Southwest Airlines. <laughs> I'm reasonable. Uh, it was also noted that Afkami stole the Uber driver's wallet and used a credit card for several items at a store inside the airport. According to the affidavit, Afkami spent about $120 on items that were all found in her possession, including a shot glass and candy. <laughs> I saw that story. I saw the I saw the mugshot of <laughs> Afkami. Yeah. And uh, she she just seems like a she uh, looks like an a, entitled, a very entitled young lady. She also looks like a Southern California party girl. Yeah, I think yeah. she might. There might there might have been some other things involved. In you these think decisions. there might have been some substances involved in this decision? Um, that's I all. Just, that's all speculation. First of all, I'm delighted that no one was hurt and that this lady got her car back, uh-huh. and that uh, I hope, hope, hope that. She got the shot glass too, that mm. was paid for with her money, because you want to keep that in the kitchen and bust it out every cocktail party that you have for the rest of your life, and be like, I, I hope that she got a refund on everything. Why don't you have a drink from this shot glass and let me tell you a story? <laughs> well, um, the the take um, on the local news, the hot take from the local news was that. That's one in a series of rideshare uh, dust-ups, kerfuffles, and that the local news was saying, I think there was a lawyer that got involved that was saying, look, rideshares can be dangerous. They are are not regulated like taxis, and it can be dangerous for the passenger and for the driver. So I was, and when I heard that story, I was concerned about you. They they can be dangerous both ways. Yeah, I definitely, you know, fortunately, I'm a big fella. People don't really mess with me so much. Um, and I well, if somebody throws your phone out the window, just leave it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> stay with the car is what we've learned. <laughs> well, yeah. Of course, then how do you drive? Then you're not a Lyft driver anymore without your phone. Yeah, I mean it's complicated. <laughs> If <laughs> I guess, wow, what if that, you know, pull the car over and be like, you need to go get that phone and bring it back or we can't go on to your destination that you need to go to. <laughs> You're going to suddenly talk some sense into Miss Afkami. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to start walking, you can. But uh, 
otherwise, no, it's no, absolutely. Like I would, you know, there's, unless you're a, unless you're very adventurous, I don't, you know, you probably shouldn't drive late at night. And, uh, but I can, I can, especially, yeah, I would worry. I, if, if I had a daughter, I would worry about her if she drove Uber. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Because you're a um, misogynist. Yeah, because I'm a little bit of a... <laughs> no, no, come on. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. No. No, that's, of course. Yeah, that's just the way of it is. Yeah, if yeah. I, I don't want Isabel driving Lyft, necessarily. Yeah. However, I once gave a ride to a, a really nice gal. She was a bartender, and she... Uh, and, and we immediately started talking, of course, about bartending. And I told her how much I enjoyed Lyft driving. She's like, yes. She was like, I loved, she did it for a while. She didn't have a car at this point. She doesn't have a car now. But when she did have a car, she said, I love driving Lyft. I did it all the time. I made it a party. She was like, I met a guy that in, the, in my life, once we started dating, uh, I made friends who I would hang out with later. You know, if you're the right kind of person, you know, it's fine. It's a good thing. And, you know, bartending is a dangerous job too. Construction work is dangerous. Sure. Sure. Also, I feel like we're giving, maybe we're paying a little too much attention to Afkami in this uh, instance. Like she definitely did the wrong thing, but that that driver must have been doing some frustrating things to to, to push her <laughs> to do that. Like that, Matthew. Well, just when you said if you're the right type of person, like yeah. if you are like a bit daft and stuck in your ways and not open to people, and then you're just like, well, there's no, I'm gonna, it's going to take 50 minutes to get to the airport because I'm going to take side streets. And then then as a passenger, you're like, what? There's definitely some get on the highway. terrible drivers who should not be driving cars. At all. At all. Right. And a lot of them drive taxis. <laughs> oh, right. Have you ever taken a taxi in Austin? Not uh, since ride shares became a thing. There was, yeah. Gosh, okay. I could tell you about some, some taxi rides I've taken that have been way, way worse than any ride share. I've taken. Interesting. <laughs> Both in Austin and in New York City. Huh. Funny. I once had a driver not off on the Brooklyn Queens Expressway, on the freeway. Oh, dear. He went to sleep oh, dear. while driving the car. I steered the car off. Fortunately, there was a group of us, so I was sitting in front. So I was able to steer the car to the exit ramp as we rolled down the expressway, hitting this guy to wake him up when it was time for us. And the, the car just rolled to a stop down there in Dumbo. You know, the uh, it was a cobblestone street, so it slowed the car down a little faster. That was a good thing. It's a rainy night. I'm suddenly very drowsy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it time for a poem? It says, new poem, exclamation point, exclamation point, right here. <laughs> I wrote a new poem. That's so... <laughs> I, I had forgotten about that until right now. That's why you put it on the show sheet. I forgot that I did this. How exciting. I'm excited. I woke up in the middle of the night with a poem in my head oh. and wrote it down. 
That's some of my. Now it wasn't a song. No, it was obviously it's a poem. poem. Yeah. Okay. Some of my. I've just learned that a song, a poem, is not a song. Very different. Song is not a poem. Very different. Okay. Yep. They're, they they might look the same, but it's not. Uh, I wouldn't mind having a more extended version of this conversation at some point, but. Okay. We don't definitely. Have, we don't have time to do it right yeah, now. No, I think you, that you have some explaining to do. But yes, here is a brand new poem. I'm really glad I made that note because I would have forgotten this would have been lost in my phone notes. To write a poem. The task was to write a poem. So I picked up the pencil, heavy as if it were made of lead, and gently smoothed the page, fragile as old skin, and scratched out a poem, brief as a breath abated in anticipation, hopeful as a half-spoken sentence, possibly better than the last one, probably not as good as the next one. Wow. That's really nice. <laughs> Succinct and exciting. Huh? Cool. I'm Thank glad you. you like it. Thank I you for have. sharing. I wish I'd um, practiced reading it a little more beforehand. No, I think you did fine. I thought, I, in the dead of night, I thought that the joke, heavy as if it were made of lead, was hilarious. Because people call graphite pencil lead. Oh, right. <laughs> right. But <it's>, wow. <laughs> that needs to be published somewhere. Uh, yeah, you know, I think that that's probably publishable, yeah. Yeah. I should send it out. Um. That's really what people come here for, is, is fresh, original poetry that we trot out every 30th, 40th episode. I don't know. <laughs> Should be more. What do, you, what do you think? 100%. Well... That, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't hear what you said. That, I was worried that I, I was trying to remember if I, if the expression "bated breath" was the way I thought it was, and it was. Well, can you spell that for me then, and just quickly, "bated" b a t e d. Okay. And it's a shortening of abated breath. Abated, I see. Okay. But it doesn't have anything to do with, like, bait. Putting, putting, a a little, I -T. putting a little bait in your mouth to <laughs> bait your breath. And maybe catch a fish yeah. or, or a bird. <laughs> nice. No. But what, what did you say when I spaced out just now? Um, I said that people come here for uh, every once in a while we, we bring out an original new fresh poem brand new poem yeah yeah that is hot off the press yeah gives us a real air of legitimacy and i was still quite i could have easily fallen back asleep again and that poem might have been lost forever but i wanted to write it down for you guys on the podcast well that's and i mean that's the that's the mechanics of this that's the religion of this <laughs> is when you think of something write it down whether or not it's interesting can be debated here. And and sometimes we both write something down that we just, we can't remember, either can't remember what it was or it doesn't seem as interesting in the light of day or whatever. But some, but a lot of times it's really a treasure. A tiny bit of forward promotion. 
Okay. Uh, several. Don't write checks that your butt can't cash. On, on, <laughs> on two different of my very favorite podcasts, they made reference to this new Netflix movie uh, with Julia Roberts and Ethan Hawke. And it's called Far From the World or Moving Away From the World. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and one of the reviews was positive and one was negative. So I was like, maybe we should litigate this. It is a techno-pessimist movie, apparently. Le- leave the world behind. Leave the world behind. Okay. Um, I think if you get a chance, maybe you and Amy should watch it. It's supposed to be a very good movie that everybody's talking about these days. Okay. I'm definitely going to watch it. Get a re- get an avocado review of it next week. I, I'm I might be um, or whenever we do this again. I don't know if I should watch this because that movie Don't Look Up like haunted me. And if there's anything like if it's as thought provoking as that, then mm, this movie is one. definitely it's in that putting Don't Look Up. It's in that vein, isn't it? <laughs> okay. Okay, well, I guess I just need to... It's putting off Don't Look Up vibes. I just need to try to control my my mind. Yeah, I, I'm i with you, Matthew. I was a little nervous. I was, you know, like, I am a techno-optimist, not a techno-pessimist. This movie has sort of, you know, that that uh, techno-paranoia thing going on. I... But enough people are talking about it that I feel like I need to watch it. And also, huge Julia Roberts fan. I'm excited to see her working again. I'm... Listening to that Animist uh, Emerald episode and thinking about how separated we are from nature and this modern world, I, I, I'm, I may be trying to leave the world behind too. So I don't know. It might really speak to me. Also, huge. Who else did I say was in it? You said uh, that Ethan Hawke Ethan Hawk was huge in Ethan it. Huge Ethan Hawke fan. Another person that I'm a huge fan of also in it, Kevin Bacon. Oh, wow. It's pretty great. So, okay, we did it. We love you. Look forward to it next time. Loving, loving each and every one of you all the time. Thank you for all of the feedback. It means so much to us. And if you're if you're just listening for the first time, don't not write a review on Apple Podcasts. Even if it's a bad one, just get it up there, please. Yeah, get the word out. Tell a friend. And remember, the poorer the choices, the sweeter the wine.
Suggestion, a plan of attack, a way to 